Good morning. Everybody doing okay? Get plenty to eat? Everybody getting warm, sort of? Lord Jesus, we just consecrate this time to you, Father. Lord, um, God, we just come with grateful hearts, um, grateful for community, for the blessing of community, for the blessing of brotherhood and sisterhood, Father, for family. God, we just ask for your presence, God. We ask for you to move in, in and, and among us today. God, we just pray that you would help us to hear and see you today. God, open our hearts, open our minds. In your name we pray, amen. And wonders of his love 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 
because my fingers are starting to get cold. Well, I do, but I can't play in gloves. So that's the bad part about playing guitar. So I love uh, Christmas music, and... Uh, and if you know me, I, you know I like to kind of uh, come up with interesting ways to play the songs and re reimagine them. Um, hope that's okay with you. If not, it's too late to change it, so. <laughs> this is one that I've always loved since I was a little boy. It's called uh, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Um, it's got a really cool story, so you should Google it. And I hear they're coming out with a movie about this song. Some, I don't know if you've heard that, but anyway. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, they're repeat Peace on earth, goodwill to men Peace on earth, goodwill to men Oh, peace on goodwill to men I thought how had the day had come the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men, peace on earth, goodwill to men, no peace on goodwill to men. I bowed my head There is no peace on earth I said for hate is strong And mocks the song of Peace on earth Goodwill to men Bells more loud and deep 
God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail with. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Oh, peace on earth, goodwill to men. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. All right. So we'll do one. uh, I'd like to do one more with you, for you, whatever. Um, we could perhaps all sing together, have a little Christmas carol. All good ideas. Thank you. Adore him, oh come let us adore him, 
Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. Sing that. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. Good morning. How's everybody feeling? Everybody good and full? Man, look around again. Isn't this a beautiful day? Good stuff. Well, I'm going to try to be brief this morning. Bo's already laughing at that, that I said it. He's always rushing me up. Man, get this show going. I just want to say, man, thank you to all of our guests that are here this morning. It is so wonderful to have you with us. And just uh, those that have helped participate in other ways of praying for today, donating towards today. We just appreciate it uh, so, so very much. So let me go ahead and wish you a Merry Christmas, right? We're here this week and next week. I just want to tell you this, we will be here next week, next Sunday. It'll be, uh, I'm sure, a little bit of a smaller crowd because I know a lot of you guys go and visit with family, all that. We want you to do that, but for the ones that are going to still be in town, we will be here. We're going to have a big breakfast together. Amen. That's good stuff, right? And we're also going to uh, take the Lord's Supper together and just uh, really uh, choose to reflect and remember what that day is about. Uh, I know it's the birth of Jesus, but you all that have been here, you know the reason that He came, right? He came for us. We're going to talk about that today, but uh, I want you to be here with us next week. I also want to mention this. You're going to hear it for the next few weeks. If you uh, are in town and these cold nights, please, please go to Jimmy Hale. They've got the new warming station. That's where it's at now. There's no reason, especially this week, please hear me. When it gets down to 12 degrees, do not try to be a big man, woman on campus and stay out. Go to that. We have known people who have frozen to death on the streets of Birmingham. Know them by name. I can tell you who they were. And so please, please, everybody hear me on that. Please go and take advantage of that. It's such a wonderful thing that they offer. And so uh, please just keep that in mind on these cold nights. Y'all, I want to tell you, this week is one of my favorite weeks of the year. And it is for this very reason right here. I might get a little emotional. As it's overwhelming to me, it fills my heart. And I want to tell you the reason why is uh, it seems very anti-church to say this, or anti-Jesus, because we all know, we've seen the things about Him being the reason for the season, right? Everybody's heard that at one point in their life, and no doubt we believe that. But can I tell you one of my favorite things to do is to see when you guys line up and you get to go and grab a gift, and I want to tell you why that's my favorite. It's not really the gift itself. I mean, we, we try our very best to pick useful items. Like, we, we want it to be something useful. That's why they're open. You know, you can see 
Uh, it's not wrapped. Like we don't want to assume what you, would best fit you, your needs or your wants. And, and I love the fact that it's useful. I love that. But can I tell you even more what I love? I want you to know from the bottom of our heart, this is not man's hands. People were used in this, but no doubt. We've got friends that have donated. We've got friends that are here to help pass out. All these things. We've got friends that have donated items. That's beautiful. But that's such a short-sighted thing. Today, when you grab a gift, I don't want you to think, the church at Southside gave me this. I don't even want that in your mind. I want you to know that that is provision from the Father to you. That you are seen, you are not forgotten, and you are loved. By your church family, absolutely. Even better. Even better. The Father knows you by name. He created you for relationship. If you don't believe it, then please listen to the story today. Because the gift, the birth of Jesus... If you've been with us for a while, we did way back when we were in this parking lot over here, we did a study on the book of John. Anybody with us when we did that? The book of John. John 1.1 tells us that he's always been, right? Don't get it twisted that on Christmas one, one year Jesus just shows up and that's his existence. It is his existence as a man, but the one who has always been, always chose to come and live a life for you and for me. Guys, if you don't feel loved by that, like I don't know what, like that's our hope here is that what we do each week, we're asked that all the time. Why would you come out here when it's cold, when it's raining, when it's all, to let you know that you are loved, not just by human people, but by the Father. Is that not good stuff this morning? Everybody here, and for the ones in the crowd, it would say, but you don't know what I've done. I got even better news. It doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter what you're doing or what you will do, the grace of Jesus is enough. It is sufficient for everything you've ever done. But if that doesn't make you feel loved, I don't know what will. So know that today. Every gift that's given is to let you know that you are loved by the Father because it is provision from Him. And so I'm so grateful that you're here uh, with us this morning to experience that. So today we're going to read uh, some of the Christmas story together, and I'm sure we'll talk about that next week as well. Uh, but we're a Bible-believing church that celebrates the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus every time we gather together. And so today we focus on his birth and knowing the reason why that happened. And so I want to read this morning uh, my favorite uh, telling of the, the birth of Jesus in Luke chapter 2. So I'm going to read uh, from starting at uh, verse 1. It says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them, no room for them in the inn. 
In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with fear. The angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, that there will be for all people, for unto you this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they saw it, they had made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who had heard it wondered what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen and had been told to them. Will y'all pray with me this morning? Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you, God. I know it's a story that we have heard a million times. But my prayer is that we hear it today with fresh eyes and a fresh heart, that we listen to the Holy Spirit above any voice that can be spoken. Maybe that's our own voice. Maybe that's the the words of accusation or shame that have been spoken over us. Maybe not blessings, but curses that have been spoken to us. We pray, Holy Spirit, that your voice speaks the loudest uh, to our hearts out of any of these things. For the ones in the crowd that would say, I'm not good enough, or I'm not loved, or this, isn't, this doesn't apply to me. Father, I pray that you pierce even the hardest and the most resigned heart in the crowd. Holy Spirit, you're strong enough to do that. You don't need our permission, but we willingly just say, please move Uh, in this place today as we're gathered, that you speak to hearts, that you challenge us, you encourage us, convict us, draw us into relationship if we're not yet there. If we are, I pray that it just grows even closer. And so we just pray and we ask all this in the precious name of Jesus this morning. Amen. So I know you've heard this story a million times, right? Especially this time of year, it is very easy to predict that if you go to a church setting, be it in a building or somewhere gathered like us, that if you go Christmas time, you're going to hear about the birth of Jesus. How many of you have heard this story? That there was a man named Jesus that was born of a virgin, placed in a manger, right? You've heard it. But why? Why so significant a story for the one who has always been, John 1? Why would Jesus, God in the flesh, leave heaven in all of its glory to live in this place called earth, this broken world, why would he do such a thing? Everybody, please look this way for one second. I got a simple, short answer, and the answer is you. You. I know this is not earth-shattering news. If you've ever heard the gospel, you know that Jesus came and lived and died for you, right? But let's don't lose the just sheer awe-inspiring thought of that. That you, in your worst, the very worst condition you've ever been, he still said, I am going and I am going to die for their soul. 
Do you realize that God, the creator of all that is beautiful and holy and perfect, said, I am going down. Do you remember we did not long ago, we went, uh, we went through the, the exodus. You remember we talked about that, our faith series that we've been doing. We've been looking at Hebrews 11 and going back and looking at all these stories. One of the craziest moments in Scripture when Moses is taking the people out of Egypt. You remember the story and they're about to cross. Do you remember what God tells Moses? He said, I have come down. I will rescue my people. Jesus did the same exact thing for you and for me. He came down for you. The most dramatic rescue mission in all of history is Jesus Christ for the salvation of your and my soul. If you don't believe that's not a great story, do you know that Hollywood makes billions, billions on hero stories, right? Anybody ever seen a hero story? Where the hero comes in to save the day. You want me to tell you why that's such a compelling story? Because it's mine and your story. They're borrowing from the greatest story ever told. That there was this dramatic rescue mission. This uh, story where Jesus comes down and takes your place. You say, well man, that, that's great. I've heard that story before, but... Can I just tell you that Jesus was more than just coming down and just saying, you know what, I'm going to reset everything right where y'all have messed everything up. I'm going to die in your place. And from now on, I want you to live this perfect life because I've given you a redo. Wouldn't we say even that would have been fair? Like above and beyond fair. That Jesus would say, I'm just going to take the dry erase board here and take off every bad thing you've done. And now that you know the truth, I want you to walk perfectly as I did. And you got this. This is your second chance. We would even say that's fair. That's like, you know, just this great bonus gift that we get. But it's even better than that. The fact that when you came to a place in your life and you said, I give my heart and life to Jesus Christ, and I hope everyone has. If not, you can today. But if you've come to that place and you said, I'm giving everything because He gave it all for me. I'm giving it all. He didn't just forgive you for what you had done to that point. He forgave you for everything you ever will do. Amen? That's the goodness of the gospel. That is the reason that a baby came and lived in the manger. Do you realize this? That that cute little baby, and we get all these pictures at Christmas where it's like Mary and Joseph and the sweet little baby. Y'all, he was born in a stall. He was born in a manger. The very first smells the Messiah had was that of animal dung. Could have been in a palace, but that wasn't his style. It could have been with a parade. That wasn't his style. They went to the lowest of the low to tell them first, to the shepherds, the one that stunk, the one that smelt like sheep. A Savior, your Savior has been born. As for all mankind, this is great news. Can you imagine that sight? The shepherd standing out there with your sheep and it says that these angels, and guys, when you read the description of angel, it's not anything like what we ever get. It wasn't some little cute baby that come floated down with wings and you know, the little cherub and all that. Most of the time we see angels, they're fearful beings, right? It said they were afraid. Shepherds were men, men, right? 
They fought off wild animals with shepherd crooks and took care of sheep. Like it was a tough job and it said they were scared to death. But you know what it said after? It's like, we got to go see this thing, right? We got to go see this baby that's born. And so this baby that's born and placed in a manger, can I tell you this in a way maybe you've never thought about it before? You just think, well, it's Jesus' birthday, right? Like let's cake and, and candles and it's just glorious. It was a suicide mission. You know that, right? Like the baby was born to die. Jesus, God in the flesh, born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit for one reason and one reason only, to secure your salvation for those that would choose to believe in the name Jesus Christ. I want to go back to our faith series. The ones that have been here, I want to tell you this. Because there's some that are going to be in the crowd today and say, that's goofy, man. That's faith. Are you kidding me? I want to tell you this. If you've missed that, I want you to know everyone out here has faith in something. You got faith in something. And even if you're sitting here saying, not me, I believe in the Big Bang. Were you there when it happened? You read it in a book somewhere, right? If anybody was here when it happened, please, I want to hear some stuff. Anybody? Science, I mean, you, you got faith, right? You weren't there. It will say, well, but my, my great-grandmother told me that, you know, when you die, you just come back. Were you there when that happened? Have you seen it? Have you experienced it? Please tell me. You got faith in something. Faith, if you remember, is this complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Everyone out here has faith. Here's what I want to challenge you. Why not put it in Jesus Christ? You see, because I believe if we just look around this crowd, we just think, just think about your individual self right now. Everything it takes to keep you alive in this moment. And make no mistake, you can take as good a care as you want. Your breath is not promised. The next one is not promised. We all know it. We've all heard stories of someone that has died what we would say is too soon. I'm going to kind of say in my life, whenever I die, it's going to be too soon. I'm... Got my ticket, but I'm not ready. I don't want to go. I got things I want to do. But I can tell you this, that with all that it takes to keep my body going, with all that it takes to keep this world going, that just if our earth was just a little tilted, how different things would be. And you're just going to tell me that just happened and you're okay with that? Let me tell you, you got greater faith than I do. I believe there was a God that spoke that and us into existence. And I believe even this, the greater love story is this. He knew all along. He gave us free choice and He knew we were going to mess it up. From the very beginning, you can see Jesus talked about in the first pages of our Bible. Let us make man in our image. Right? You remember that? You remember the heel that was going to crush the serpent? From the very first Pages. You know why? Here's the gospel in a nutshell. God desperately loves you. He created you for relationship. And the relationship He desires is the relationship you can see on page one in your Bible. Cool afternoon walks in the garden. Intimate. Knowing each other by name. Walking in fellowship with one another. And can I tell you the day's coming where that will happen again? Amen? 
The Bible says that, Behold, I am making all things new. You know what that means? Garden 2.0, even better than the first. That one day, those that know Him because of this baby that was born, I want to assure you, and I mean this with a heart of love, everybody look this way, even in the back back there, if you are putting your faith in anything but Christ, it won't matter. It'll be burned. It won't count. You'll be separated. And that's not a God that sends someone to hell. We were already going there. Our sin is what is sending us there. He has made the way out, and it's a baby in the manger on a suicide mission for hearts and souls of men, women, boys, and girls. No matter what they've done, no matter what they're doing, no matter what they will do, aren't you so glad that your actions has no bearing on the situation? Because I mess up every single day. I probably, I don't know it 100%, but I probably have sinned since I've been out here with the title pastor. Today I'm talking about, I know I have in the whole scheme of things. Just hang out with me a bit. You'll see. But today, for sure, I probably already have. His grace is sufficient. Because I'm going to be honest, if it was this story of just Jesus coming and being born in a major and a birthday cake and all that, and that's it, I mean, what does that matter? He came on purpose, and the purpose was you. I want to read the story, uh, Isaiah 61. And I'm just going to break this down real quick and then we'll be done with this portion. But I want to tell you, say, well, Jesus came. He was born of a virgin, born in a manger, but why? Well, I said it's for you, it's for me. But in case you need more on what his mission was about, I believe this spoke perfectly some 700 years before Jesus was physically born Isaiah prophesied this about Jesus and the type mission that he would have. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and opening the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. If you ever wanted to see Jesus' mission statement, it is Isaiah 61, 1. Bring good news to the poor. Can I tell you this? It's not just talking about financially. In fact, I think it's got very little to do with financial means. I think it talks to a people that can do nothing to save themselves. They are poor and desperate in need of help. His mission, bring good news to the poor. You don't have to go alone. You don't. The baby in the manger that grew up to be a man that lived a perfect life that died in your place on a cross, placed in a tomb, raised from the dead. Good news to the poor is this. You don't have to do it on your own. You can't. If you're trying or if you're trying some other way, please listen to the Holy Spirit. Anybody ever here been broken hearted? And I'm not talking about even just, man, the girl dumped me, you know. Anybody's been there, right, guys? Ladies, you've been there with the guy that's dumped you. You know, I'm not talking about a little bit of heartbreak. I'm talking about like, I don't know that I can make it. Everybody's left me. I've burnt every bridge. I'm an addict. I'm this. I'm that. Broken hearted. I got good news for you. His mission is to bind up the broken hearted. Anybody ever felt captive to addiction or sin or just life circumstances? Liberty. 
proclaim liberty to the captives. Bill Worthington's here this morning. I always think about it. You used to pray a good bit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, right? Liberty. I love going to prisons. That may sound funny, but I love going to prisons. Because I see inmates that sit there and they've tried everything. And there is no hope. You know what a joy it is to say, man, I know where the living hope is. While you may not be in a cell, anybody feel like they're a prisoner to something this morning? I just can't escape. I can't get free. Jesus' mission, opening the prison to those who are bound. Maybe to sin or shame or addiction. Freedom's available. The year of the Lord's favor. Do you know why he was talking about that with Jesus? Because if you want to see the Lord's favor, man, look no further than the manger of Jesus Christ and why he was born, why he lived, and why he died. The year of the Lord's favor is here. I want to tell you this this morning that this season is way more than a baby in a manger. If you choose to look at it through his lens, it's your rescue story. You may not even have realized you need to be rescued, but can I tell you this? Your sin is far danger, more dangerous than any kind of rescue mission you could see on TV. The, the prisoner of war, the, the whatever that, you know, the hero comes in to save. Your situation is much more dire because it is an eternal situation. This is not the end when we leave here. It's either in heaven with God or in hell separated from Him. The choice is yours. Accept the rescue mission this baby that was in the manger and why he lived, why he died, or go at it on your own. The only real way, the only way, Jesus said it himself, is I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father. No one. Not the religious, not the one that grandmother told him, not the one in science. No one comes to the Father except through me. Where's your faith? Where's your trust today? I pray it's with him. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us. We thank you for a mission like this that Jesus only you could do. We thank you that our sin, what we've done, what we're doing, or what we will do has no bearing on the situation that your grace is enough. Please, Father, speak that to hearts today. That is the reason why we do this. The gifts even today, again, reminder God, of your provision, Father, and we thank you for that. We pray your blessings over each heart and soul here today. In fact, if someone is here and doesn't know you today, all they have to do is listen to that Holy Spirit call. They accept that call. There's nothing special as far as they don't have to run laps around this place or say a certain prayer or do a certain dance. Jesus, if you've already spoken to them and in their heart they have said yes, then welcome my new brother or sister. You've already received that grace and salvation. We would love to hear about it, of course. We would love that. But Father, if they've already dealt with you, then that's good enough for me. And Father, if we already know you, then let us just fall back in love with this story. Let it be one that even though we've heard it for the millionth and first time today, that you just prick our hearts fresh and new and we remember that it's more than a cute baby in a manger and the scene that we all have pictured in our head but that it was a rescue mission from day one a suicide mission from day one for my heart and my soul 
my friends out here, every person that's ever lived, no one is beyond the grasp of grace. So Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we need you. And Jesus, we love you. I pray your blessings over this crowd that each know you, each walk closer with you today. We pray your blessings over the rest of our time together today. And again, just thank you so much from the bottom of our heart for our friends that have been out here today to help serve uh, and just partner with us uh, today. It is a beautiful thing to see multiple churches out here gathered together with nobody caring uh, about any individual personal credit. It is all for your honor and glory, Father. That's the way it should be, and it makes my heart proud. Uh, to see that today, and I know it does you as well. So thank you, Father. Blessings again over everyone here. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen.